And the most important thing is inner energy. It's how we heal. It's how we love. And it's how we live. It's how we live a life of detachment and remain centered. Remain centered. I'm your host Shamina Hayes and this is episode number three. We are on part two of The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer, Experience and Energy. But before we get into this episode, I just wanted to say that I am so grateful for all of the feedback I've been getting so far and I wanted to show my appreciation by doing an official podcast launch giveaway that will start today. So you'll have until today, March 8th, until Friday, March 12th, to enter to receive a hard copy cover of the Untethered Soul book, the Untethered Soul journal, the Untethered Soul 2021 desk calendar, and an unreleased SH satin robe, the robe that you see in my podcast picture. Um, And as a bonus, I'll be giving you a secret word in this episode. If you are selected and can tell me the secret word, in addition to the prizes, I will be customizing an additional rope for you. So to enter this pod, to enter this giveaway, you have to subscribe to this podcast. You must be following silenthour.sh on Instagram. Tag three friends on the giveaway post on Instagram and repost that post to your story. I'll be randomly selecting the winner and announcing them on um, March 14th. So super excited about this i hope you guys participate um yeah let's get into episode three so what is energy we all know that energy is the ability to do work energy is how things change and move michael starts off on chapter five and says we study the energy outside and give great value to energy sources but we ignore the energy within He says, the truth is every movement of your body, every emotion you have, and every thought that passes through your mind is an expenditure of energy. Just as everything that happens outside in the physical world requires energy, everything that happens inside requires an expenditure of energy. So this energy, this energy within us, is just further proof of how powerful we really are, right? Without getting too deep into this we we know that we need electrical energy for electrical power right we need an outlet to plug our phones in so that it can charge and we need batteries for the remote in order for it to work but how do we get our how do we get our energy where does where does our energy come from we don't plug in to something, right? To get our energy. So where does it come from? And yes, food and sleep can sometimes recharge us, but where's the source of our energy? Page 42, Michael says, this energy we are discussing does not come from the calories your body burns from food. There is a source of energy you can draw upon from inside. 
is distinct from the outer energy source. So this this inner energy, I started to inquire about about this type of energy that we'll be talking about today a few years back. Um, I used to watch this. I used to watch Infinite Waters with Ralph Smart on YouTube. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but he always started by taking a deep breath in and says, breathing in that good prana, baby. (laughs) So I researched prana because I had no idea why he kept saying this and what it really meant. Prana, which is the secret code, by the way, is a Sanskrit for life force energy breath of life or spiritual energy so prana is basically the energy within and around our physical bodies so prana can't be seen only felt and breathing is vital to the flow of prana and the breathing technique to help move this energy up and down the spine is called pranayama and if you've done yoga before i'm pretty sure you've heard this term used in in the practice so So this prana flows through our bodies, passing through, you know, thousands of channels. And these channels run through seven energy parts in our body called chakras. And I know you're all familiar with chakras. And if you're not, chakras are our energy awareness centers that affect our emotional and physical well-being. So if these channels is blocked, it affects us. It, it, It causes discomfort. So we must have clear channels for this prana to flow. And what I just discovered too is that Christians um, refer to prana as the Holy Spirit. I didn't know that they coincided together, I guess. Um, But it makes sense because in the Bible, Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 says, Then the Lord God took dust from the ground and made a man. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nose and the man became a living thing. So this prana, this life force, the spiritual energy that is deep within us, flowing through us, it restores, replenishes, and recharges us. And that is the infinite energy we draw, we draw upon from inside. Um, Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 says, this is God's energy, an energy deep within us. So let's let's get back into the untethered soul. And I hope that kind of helped you to understand the energy we'll be talking about today. Um, I also wanted to give a brief mention to chakras because on page 43, Michael begins to talk about why we don't always feel this energy. He says the only reason we don't feel this energy all the time is because you block it. You block it by closing your heart, by closing your mind, and by pulling yourself into a restrictive space inside. He says when you close your heart or close your mind, you hide in the darkness within you. There's no light. There's no energy. There's nothing flowing. The energy is still there, but it can't get in. And as I mentioned, we have various energy centers, but Michael focuses on, quote, the the one you intuitively know the most about opening and closing, which is the heart chakra. He reiterates on page 44, when you close your heart center, energy can't flow in. When energy can't flow in, there's darkness There's disturbances, anxiety, overwhelmness, and depression. So simply put, he says, we all have a wellspring of beautiful energy inside of us. And when we're open, we feel it. But when we're closed, we don't. And again, just as we spoke about in part one and episode two, 
you know, about having the power to control our thoughts, we also have the power to control whether we stay open or close. We have the ability to close up inside and block our energy centers just as much as we have the ability to remain open under all circumstances. Um, on page 45, he says, it's just a question of whether we want to close or whether we want to open. It's ultimately under our control. But then he explains, however, that we don't always practice that control because we are programmed to open or close based upon our past experiences. So in other words, we allow the past to control whether or not we can enjoy a full life of high vibes and love. So I wanna, I wanna explore why we close the heart, why and when we choose to block this chakra. And so on page 50, he explains that the heart closes because it becomes blocked by stored, unfinished energy patterns from our past. But what does that mean? What is stored, unfinished energy patterns from our past, right? He continues, as events take place in this world, they come in through our senses. Our senses then process these events into energy patterns that is received and experienced by our heart and mind. So the form of what we're experiencing doesn't enter our bodies, obviously, right? The impression it leaves on us does. That impression is, is, is processed into energy patterns. But if the impression creates disturbances within our hearts and mind, what we do what we then do is resist them aka close them we close and we don't allow the energy to pass through so our heart and mind is so fixated on this this disturbance that is what what causes the blockage it can't pass through because we are fixated on processing it by holding on to it and so when this energy tries to release through the mind, it can't because we were holding on to it. And that's why the mind becomes so active. And that's when the voices start up again with its drama. And so then this energy tries to release it through the heart, but we hold on to it there. And that's when we develop all these emotions because of this impression. And then eventually, Either another impression comes through or we just don't want to deal with this impression anymore. And because it hasn't been released, it's forced to get stored deep within the heart until we're ready to prepare and release it. And this can continue to, ha this, this is a cycle. This can continue to happen with different experiences causing a buildup of stored energy patterns to the point where very little energy can make it through. And eventually, as stated on page 54, everything appears negative because the world of the senses must pass through this depressed energy before it gets to your consciousness. So if we keep storing these energy patterns, other energy patterns can't pass through. Or when it does try to pass through, our mindset, it, we have all this stored negative energy, our mindset starts to process everything as being negative. And this can happen, you know, from years on out. Like these, these energy, this energy can be stored for years until we get triggered. And it's these triggers that can cause these patterns to resurface and reactivate the exact feelings it caused in the past when we first experienced these impressions. 
And so that is what is meant by stored unfinished energy patterns from the past. It's energy that just hasn't, didn't get a chance to get released because we held on to it. Um, but Singer also explains that not only can we block the flow of energy by resisting, but positive experiences can block the flow by clinging. So what happens when we cling, we hold on to something really tight. When we cling, we get stuck in the past and we send a message of scarcity to the universe. We cling or we attach when we have a fear of losing something. It, it creates a mindset that joy is limited, that we will never experience equal or greater enjoyment in our lives again. Um, spiritual leader Dalai Lama says, attachment is the origin, the root of suffering. Hence, it is the cause of suffering. So whether we are resisting or clinging, we are still wasting precious energy by blocking that flow and causing the and closing the heart, which then obviously causes suffering. So on the other hand, if what is being processed doesn't cause any disturbances and if we don't cling on and attach to it, we remain open and everything passes right through us as it is supposed to. Page 51, Singer says, this is how the overall system of perception is meant to work. It's meant to take things in, allow you to experience them, and then let them pass through you so that you're fully present in the next moment. Living life is to experience the moment that is passing through you and then experience the next moment and then the next. That is how a fully aware being lives. So how do we practice keeping our hearts open so that we can live a fully present life. On page 45, Singer says, there's a very simple method for staying open. You stay open by never closing. And anytime you start to close, ask yourself whether you really want to cut off this energy flow. And this is where awareness comes in again. If you spend time with yourself and you're aware of your thoughts and you're aware of your emotions, you will be able to know and feel when you are closing the heart. And the question um, Michael poses and, and, and the question that I think we should ask ourselves is, whatever you're about to close over, is it worth it? On 47, he answers that. He says, nothing, nothing is ever worth closing your heart over. And I know sometimes we feel, or at least I feel, you know, putting up this guard will protect my heart, but closing doesn't protect us like we think it does. Closing makes us bitter. Closing, I think, lowers our frequency. And closing causes us to turn away from fulfilling one of the greatest commandments. So Matthew 22, chapter 22, verse 37 to 39, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. When we close, we are incapable of releasing love. How can we love with all of our heart if part of our heart is closed, if majority of our heart is closed? So no, nothing is worth not living a life of love. Nothing is wor worth not fulfilling the greatest commandment. And even if someone has hurt you, 
that is still not a reason to close. Luke chapter 6, verse 28 says, Bless those who curse you, pray for those who hurt you. We know that hurt people hurt people. And the best thing we can do for them is to love them. And if we, you know, keep practicing keeping our hearts open, that shouldn't be hard for us to do. That shouldn't take that shouldn't take much energy for us to do. It's in our nature. If we keep our heart open, it's in our nature to just love, no matter what. Um, Luke chapter 6, verse 45 says, A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. So, so you make the choice. The influence you want to have on the world, do you want to walk around with a closed and hardened heart? Or do you want to be free, living in love and light? Page 61 says, you will get to a point in your growth where you understand that if you protect yourself, you will never be free. If you close and protect yourself, you are locking this scared, insecure person within your heart. You will never be free that way. So if we want to be free, if we want to experience inner freedom we have to remain open we have to enjoy all life and protect our energy and i think protecting our energy is different from protecting ourselves we protect our energy by remaining open so that all energy can make its way through us we protect our energy by becoming aware of when we're about to close our heart and making a conscious decision not to Page 63 says, the moment you see the energy getting imbalanced inside, the moment you see the heart starting to tense and get defensive, you just stop. That's called letting go. You are calling behind the energy that is trying to pull you in. And that's growth. The first time I was aware of myself letting go was when I was driving. Um, I used to be an offensive driver. I guess you can kind of call that road rage <laughs> if you cut me off i chase you down to cut you back off i was the car that rode the car in front of me bumper so that no one could get in front of me you know i was an impatient driver i sped and so forth but doing all of that to me was a waste of my energy like, why was i doing this what was the point and what i discovered was i did it out of fear I did it to protect myself. I had been in so many accidents that I wanted to control the, the road so that it didn't happen again. But I, I still continue to get into accidents. Um, thank God they haven't been like really bad accidents where I've been hurt, but I still got in them. So I got to the point where I was just like, what is the universe trying to tell me you know i'm getting into these accidents some are my fault some are not my fault what is the universe trying to tell me and i asked this after my last accident back in 2016 i believe um what is the universe trying to tell me and strangely enough i i strongly believe that the universe was telling me that i am not in control and to let go of the need to always be in control. 
and not just on the road and life too and that's when I learned the power of letting go and just flowing with life and that's when I that's when I began practicing letting go and you know this didn't happen overnight but eventually this this growth began to reflect in my life and on the road I no longer chose to exhaust my energy with other cars on the road if you want to cut me off cool if you're trying to get in the lane be my guest if you're riding my bumper I'll kindly move to the other lane and let you do your thing you know like when I first started to practice this on the road um I felt myself like I felt myself inching up on somebody's bumper and then I was just like no stop we're not gonna do this it's not worth it let the car go um and th- that's just one example of how I you know learned to let go and practice letting go but that practice was very it was it was hard it took some work <laughs> especially being from New York I you know, I, I had some, I had road rage. Um, but page 63, Singer says, Disturbed energy will draw your consciousness to them, but you don't have to let this happen. You really do have the ability to disengage and fall back behind them. And that's what I did. When I felt myself about to, you know, chase after a car that cut me off, I disengaged from that. And, you know, it's, it's an everyday, it's still an everyday practice. I feel like cars still try me. <laughs> or that's how at least I that's how I perceive it at least um but I just I just let them be and I I keep my inner peace and you know doing this also made me a very present driver my rides are just so effortless anywhere I go and it's so peaceful I can't remember the last time I honked my horn at somebody (laughs) but anyway when you remain open energy flows and the beautiful thing about this is the more you remain open and the more energy flows it starts to overflow and it begins to affect other people in a good way and I think this is what it means to be the light in the world and the most important thing is inner energy it's how we heal it's how we love and it's how we live it's how we live a life of detachment and remain centered We must always be aware of what's happening in us and why and work every single day to let go of old patterns and beliefs and just completely surrender to the present. That's how we'll experience inner freedom. And so next week for part three, we'll be tapping more into that and so into freeing ourselves. So I hope you guys are enjoying this book and in this episode so far if you are loving this podcast please subscribe share this podcast with others and follow me on instagram at silenthour.sh and remember just when you silence the mind the soul will speak be kind be still be loved be light and just be and just keep breathing in that good prana baby (laughs) until next week